0: Welcome back to Your Brain on Positive. All the love and support you need is residing inside of you. And we're going to make it easier to turn it on. The fun part about The World According to Jackie is that I get to walk into the worlds of amazing people and I get to take you with me. So thank you for listening. And right now we're going to walk right into the world, according to Jessica Kutch. Jessica. <laughs> I'm so
1: happy to see you. <laughs> I'm always happy to be in, in your world. We we spend so much wonderful time together. We do, we do. And it's
0: interesting because I had no clue who you were, what you did, anything about you. And now our worlds are um entangled, enmeshed, Mm. connected in a lot of different ways. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Weaved together like a beautiful tapestry. (laughs) Well, that's a
0: great way to describe it.
1: So I love to put story
0: ahead of the facts. Mm. So take us into the story of who you are and how you became who you are.
1: So I am the Italian mother of seven and a sales and marketing consultant, the LinkedIn and social media trainer. And now I have this VA program. And the world of sales started for me um, in high school, actually. I got my first dip in the water in high school. And then in my early, early years, early 20s, I started work for radio advertising sales and I did work for a big marketing company that handled big campaigns for companies like Disney and Verizon. And we did business to business business promotion. So I learned how to divide territories and hire salespeople and train salespeople people and manage salespeople and motivate salespeople. All of the things of sales. I learned so many things I learned about government. Then I moved to another company where they started shipping me all over the country to speak. Um, uh, at national associations for large conferences on huge stages in front of thousands of people, but I was too young to to know I was supposed to be afraid of public speaking. One <laughs> told me that. So I just got up there and said what I was told to say. And so I've been speaking for over 25 years and um, I learned to speak at some of the largest uh, trade organization, government, national association, organization events, as well as Fortune 100 and um, did all kinds of speaking all over the country and just had a blast. Uh, and now I've been speaking for 25 years nationally, both in person and virtually, as well as for about three years internationally and uh, kind of love my life a lot. <laughs>
0: What made you come off the stage and get behind the rest of us and provide all the support?
1: I'm not off the stage, actually. I'm still speaking. I still keynote. I still, uh, I'll probably be traveling and doing more in person again this year, which that hasn't happened in a while. Most of it's been virtual. I I, uh, speak for a lot of everything from small intimate groups to, um, V- large virtual summits and then I've also done some intimate training for like uh last year I did project for and I have some more slated hopefully um to do more work with about 40 of Microsoft's executive team leaders in a workshop basis and I've done stuff for Exathon Okay. Po 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 po
0: There's some kind of thread that's going to pull this tapestry together for yeah. me, because what you would talk to a group of Microsoft managers is might be a little different than what you would speak on a summit to a bunch of entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. So, Can you give me a clue about the topics?
1: Yeah. So um, one of my goals for this year is to publish an ebook of over 100 talks I have. I have 100 talks and trainings I've done. Um, and some of those include communications. So I am certified in um, six different intelligences. And that is one of the communication and intelligences that I did for the Microsoft uh, program. And okay, I'm hold hold elaborating on. So
0: what, what is six different intelligences? I mean, is that like a thing that's in a box and a thing you get certified in is what it sounded like?
1: Yeah it's a it is a certification through a particular organization and it's emotional intelligence, a mm-hmm. spiritual intelligence, sales, business, personality and um artificial. And I missed,
0: I missed a couple in here. And I missed one. Oh, okay. Personality and artificial. Yes. Okay. Um thank That's you a really. Yeah. I'm you know, going the intelligences, you yeah. and audio, visual, kinesthetic. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. not what you're talking about. Okay. No.
1: And I do a lot of sales talks. I do a lot of uh, social media and platform and software trainings and talks and uh, marketing and um, different things like that. So I, I, like I said, I'm putting together an actual book. That will have descriptions and multiple titles that can go for the same talk and giveaways that I do with it and gifts and handouts and articles that go with them and videos that go with them. I'm building this beautiful. um, The book of Jessica. Yeah, well, because I have so many people who come back to me. For example, I have a government contract where I um, do trainings uh, for businesses and the government pays for the training, the businesses show up for free. And so I'm constantly meeting with them quarterly and like, okay, what else you got? What else can you do? And so I'm constantly pulling together topics and descriptions and titles and, and um, all of this. And we're, pulling the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful if I just had this book and I could just say, well, here you go, browse the book and the ebook and let me know what you'd like me to speak on this quarter for your group. Um, And so that's kind of where the idea went, but I thought what a useful tool for other speakers and on my other places I talk and just for other people just to um, know about what's inside the head of Jesse. (laughs) So Jessica or Jesse... Uh, well, Jesse for my friends and just Jessica oh, in business, okay. but most of my friends are my business. So many people call me Jesse.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so may I call you Jess?
1: Of course you
0: can. Okay. So Jesse, what you just laid out is probably one of the most useful tools that any entrepreneur can create for themselves, mm-hmm. which is write the book of you mm-hmm. so that People And then you put it up on your website, and then yes. people can go, oh, I didn't know you did that. You could put it up on your LinkedIn profile. I didn't know you did that. The number of people who have no idea that I published a book, actually more than one that I, I've got books out, is staggering
1: because it never dawns on me to mention Yo, hey, yeah, because you should all speakers should have a speaker sheet and that should be your main talks and your main topics. But for me, I'm so extensive and I've just been I'm not a spring chicken. I'm, I'm going to have a birthday in a few days. I'm 48 fabulous right now. And I just have a lot of topics and knowledge that I can teach on and I love to teach on. And so I want to be able to provide a speaker sheet as a tool, not your first step in this direction, And then the unabridged dictionary or the more extensive um, piece to accompany that speaker sheet, because that should just be a one pager, glance at it and you're done. But that ebook I'm creating is that extra deep dive for the organizations, again, who keep having me come back again and again and again and want me to do different and new and interesting things. Um, This way, they can just browse the catalog, if you would. (laughs) (laughs) So for you and your team, that just saves you all
0: a ton of time rather than creating a new, new proposal for them every time, you know, Mm -hmm. here's the updated catalog.
1: Yeah. And if I reply, if my team replies for me for calls for speakers or call for presenter proposal submissions, they have all those resources. They have the different talks. They have the description. They have the freebie that goes with it We've already organized all of that. So we've been building out these things for many years because, of course, I've you know, been speaking for a hot minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, and I can understand why you started getting into the VA work and training virtual assistants to help entrepreneurs because you had to do that for yourself anyway.
1: Yeah. So I never stopped being who I was. I just added a division. So I have multiple divisions to my company. And because I'm a speaker and an entrepreneur and a consultant and um, all these things, I know what it is that they need and how to train the people to do the things that need to be done and I also know the things that need to be done so that is another key piece I had so many people come <laughs> to me and they say well I've got a tiger by the tail I have a VA but I don't know how to get the best return on investment or what the heck should they be doing and that was the number one question I would get from people who I would run into would be drawn to me who I've got a VA now what you know and so I've created a program for that as well so I'm creating a mastermind um consulting space with training resources and a training library of what the heck it is your VA should be doing, how to get the best return investment, how to organize all and manage all your projects. And that's for <laughs> just a small um, annual membership. So instead of using my agency, they're using the person they found, but they're getting that support and guidance from a community of people. Yeah. And also- when is that community going to be out? So we are launching the first meeting for that in February, and we're just okay. beginning to do promotion um, on that annual membership and library. We have the library started. We already have our first videos. We have training done. We have lots of
0: things checked off the list. Okay. But- hold it. Hold it. Everybody watching the world, according to Jackie, this is how business gets done. Yes. What do I need to do in order to get that resource inside my one year coaching certification program? Because I'm Mm -hmm. certifying people in the conscious transformational coaching. It's a one year program. I want to be able to give all of these
1: coaching entrepreneurs the resource of that library. Well, easy peasy, because first step is uh, if they don't have a VA at all, we already have available a video training and guide on demand. You click and buy it for 127 bucks is the launch price. I have an affiliate program for it, and they can watch that and buy that now. And then the annual membership for that continue hold hand and support and monthly check in to make sure they're getting a return on investment for the person they found is starting in February. So we are putting, we are building all the pieces so that we can support your world, Jackie.
0: Well, we're going to be talking about how you're going to support my specific community Mm -hmm. Um, because the world of coaching. 2018, the article came out about the bubble of coaching and what was inflating it and what was going to probably pop it. And I realized that coaches are really struggling to come across as confident. And there are two reasons for that. One I address and the other, I think you address. Mm -hmm. The piece that you, well, I'll go with me first because then we'll deep dive into yours. I mean, I address their ability to stand up and guarantee results because the minute I realized that I could guarantee results, my business changed. And so now are my, the coaches in my program. So being able to have that certainty. But one of the things that erodes that certainty
1: is at the back end of the business, mm-hmm. trying to manage it all. Well, I and mean, it's everything from gathering leads, following up with leads, networking, newsletters, social media, creating their eBooks and their speaker sheets and their pieces they need, keeping their websites up to date, and finding them podcasts to speak in and finding them speaking engagements, and you know filling up their masterclasses and webinars and things so that they can have more clients and helping them build those joint venture partner relationships and nurturing all those relationships. All that stuff has to happen in order to be a successful coach. And I have to tell you, I don't believe the bubble's going to burst. We will always need good consultants and coaches. The world will always need them. There will always be vast amounts of money for them. So don't believe what you read because- oh, Wait a minute,
0: you better read this article. We're going to tangle because this article is not talking about coaches who get results. This article about, is about coaches who've learned to sell, but not get results. And that's the bubble they're talking about. And and I actually was in the programs that taught me how to sell, but Mm. not how to deliver. Mm. Yeah. That was really a wonky few years for me. And so I know that it exists, that these programs do exist and they, the challenge. Yeah, but
1: interesting enough, they will always attract a buyer. So there's, you know, um yeah all these programs will attract buyers whether that's the right place for them or not whether you know we all go kissing frogs and mm -hmm, so i got no problems with that
0: (laughs) i'm just trying to limit the number of frogs people have to kiss
1: yeah, and the ones yeah. I, I'm still trying to limit the ones I have to kiss too, because that's for everyone, no matter how talented or advanced you are, I have to pay attention to what I invest in, what networking groups I pay for, what directories I pay to be in, which ones I can do for free, what softwares I choose what tools I'm using and am I really using them? And how often do I pay? Do I pay one time a lifetime fee? Do I pay monthly? Like you have got to watch it all because those are all forms of frogs, man. You can get some warty lips in this world. (laughs) All right, so before we
0: totally overwhelm the world. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Too late, all right. So why would anybody want to be an entrepreneur? You started out, with all of these different corporate gigs got trained in all of these different things when did you decide to step out and be an entrepreneur and with
1: seven kids why? <laughs> oh Lord, I didn't. So I have what I call my Jonah and the whale phase. So I left the corporate America who were, was paying me, paying for all the travel, getting all the gigs, getting all the clients. So I was showing up and shining, taking my salary plus commission and having all my assistants do all the work that someone else paid. And, you know, I'm, you know, the, I just did my own personal taxes. I didn't run a business. I didn't want to run a business. I was living the life and then things shifted and time changed after like 15 or 17 years or whatever this one particular company and I I got myself bruised and hurt trying to find the next thing where I could go be that business development person. You're going to have to take us there. Things shifted
0: is a um
1: an acronym uh no, a, a metaphor for what? Well, the two owners of the company kind of bought each other out and left me out of the equation. They were wonderful humans. I, I learned a lot for them. I'm grateful for many, many things from them, but it didn't end the way potentially I felt like it should have ended. However, it ended the way it should have ended for me because this ended up being better. So, <laughs> uh, but I was broken for a little while, uh, so I tried three other positions. I did prayer, research, all kinds of stuff to find peace and, and meditation and all that before I took them. And then I was with each of them for very short periods of time. But with each one of them, I gained high intensity in a short amount of time, skill sets I didn't have and context I didn't have. But at the end, I didn't see that right away and was a little bit cranky with uh, my creator and uh, and I was just I that was it. I was done. I told my husband, I am never. Selling anything again. I am never working for anyone again. I am done. I am out. I will market your business and you will keep us, you will take care of us. And he owns his own company. And within a few, he said, Well, you know, he had kept his business open, but he had been our daughter's full-time caregiver. And I was the full-time breadwinner for our family because we just had a new baby. And um he literally, our company would fly him out to the summits where I would speak. Him and the baby would come with, they would fly him too. And they'd follow me around the summit or I'd go speak or teach a class. And then he'd meet me somewhere so I could nurse the baby. It was, it was, I mean, we were really like the modern family. Um, but once all that kind of came down, um, he said, well, I've got my license and my business open technically, but I don't have any clients. How are we going to do that? I said, do you know who you're married to? I said, within a matter of a few weeks, he had a six month waiting list. I had him sign up to network referral groups. I attended a few things for him, man. He was done. I said, okay, now you're good. And I'm just going to homeschool our kid and sit on the beach and play with her. And that's what I did. And I was, that was my Joan and the wheel I literally wouldn't walk over the threshold of our home office. I wouldn't go online. I didn't check email. I didn't go on virtual. I didn't go on any social media. It was almost two years. Um, and the, economic, the executive director of the local chamber called me seven times and seven times asked me to come and teach a LinkedIn class for them. And I said, I'm very honored that you're asking me, but I don't work for anyone. I'm not a chamber member right now. I don't want to work for anyone. I don't have a business. I don't want a business. I'm out. I'm checked out. Stop calling me. (laughs) He said, look, we're in a rural area. You know, this stuff, we know, you know, this stuff. And I had spoke. So I had, sounds like I'm bragging, but Every major employer in our region where I live had been my client. So we're talking county governments, hospitals, public school systems, so they, power company, life. everybody through through, through the own. first, yeah, through my yeah. old position. And I had been a speaker at their biggest conferences it, throughout the country, you know. And you were so the they, local celebrity. I mean, you know, sort of. <laughs> This sounds terrible
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: if you're watching from the local around the block. Uh, But we have kind of a mega church here. And I finally did say yes. And I said, look, I'll I'll come and teach and I'll leave. I'll come, I'll teach, I'll leave. I said, I'm not going to join the chamber right now. I love chambers, but I'm not interested in that right now in my life. And I'm not going to work for anyone, but I will come, I will teach, and then I will leave. So I think he put something out along the lines of she's coming out of the woodwork. And uh, when I got there, it was standing room only. (laughs) And I was humbled beyond humbled. And I got really excited about the energy I felt teaching this. And because all I could hear and all you could hear in the room was, I kid you not, the scratching of paper, the frantic scratching on paper. And I thought, huh. Everybody doesn't know this. They really need to know this. And the energy they were giving back to me when I, the aha moments that were coming as I was teaching them about how I leveraged LinkedIn to get in some of the, you know, I worked with one of the largest power providers in the country that was of my client. I worked, you know, I had meetings in person at Staples with CFOs of New Balance and their executive team. and. St- and uh, Staples and New Balance in the same two day period. You know, I mean, I did all these things and I did it all through LinkedIn and my process. Right. And so I was teaching that and they were going nuts. And I thought, huh, maybe I do know something. And this is a little bit fun. And so I got the energy from them. And, but I was still out of the game, I'll tell you, but it took me about an hour to get out of there because after I finished talking, people stood and offered me jobs and asked me to work for them. And, and on <laughs> of course, you I, LinkedIn? <laughs> I denied everything. I said, no, but I help people for free because people matter most. And ultimately that was what pushed me to say, yes, is people matter most. So they need this. I'll come, I'll teach, I'll be done. And, um, so about six months I went on helping people for free because I had no desire to do a business, but I'll help you. I don't want you to be without what you need. I'll help you. And I kept saying that. And then. Um, they called me back again because they had gotten such a response from my class and asked me to be a keynote speaker at the women's conference at the college locally. And at that point, my husband said, "Look, suck it up, Buttercup. You got a business whether you like it or not." He said, "You need to register this puppy. We need to get a bank account. We need to do things legally. You might as well start to go ahead charging these people." <laughs> And so that's kind of how my business support. And for the first year, I was like this with my business. I said, okay, Lord, whatever opportunities come, as long as they're within my value system, I will say yes. But other than that, I am not marketing it. I'm not peddling this. I'm not chasing people. That was my business plan. If an opportunity came in the door and it was within my values and my moral compass, I said, yes, that was my deal with God. (laughs) And that was my first year's business plan. (laughs) And I got all kinds of amazing opportunities and clients and business and every now and then I get a call and I would just stop after the call and look up and go, okay, now you're just showing off.
0: So, so you made peace. You you and God
1: kissed and made yeah, it. Yes, yeah. we did. We did. And that is how um, I got pulled out of the whale by my ankles because I was quite happy to be in there and I had no desire to get out. That was my Jonah and the whale period. That's my story.
0: <laughs> so the power of being willing to just let yourself experience yourself as having knowledge Mm -hmm. like you said you're a woman of a certain age I'm you're such a baby compared to me and I'm just laughing because I'm going it took me a lot longer to figure it out I didn't go the corporate route so maybe that's where I went sideways on mine
1: no I have a home daycare story in my background too
0: <laughs> I was a oh, licensed
1: god. daycare provider too. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Okay, so, yeah. so you know
0: my story because you interviewed me on your podcast. I know, <laughs> now, boy, I'm, I might be sorry I shared that story with you. That's but,
1: a horse yeah. of a different color.
0: <laughs> it's a horse of a different color. The ability, Jesse, to see that you're being handed opportunity after opportunity. And it's like that old story of you know, the guy whose house is flooding, and they come by with a boat, and they're like jump in the boat, and he says, "No, God will save me." And then it gets a little higher, and and they come by, and eventually they come by with a helicopter because he's up on the roof, and says, "No, God will save me," and he drowns, and he gets up to the pearly gates, and he says, "God, you didn't save me." And he says, "Well, I sent a jeep, <laughs> a, heli- a boat, and a helicopter." <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly so we don't that.
0: always recognize the hand
1: of the. Department. right that's
0: so true yeah so so this is it's a divine thing for me to be interviewing you and to be able to share with people that your story is just your story Mm -hmm. we all have our jonah in the whale we at moments because that's what life is about and what pulls us out is what pulls us out and there is no difference
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The point is that we get pulled out. We are not allowed to hide in this lifetime. And yeah, our life our our are
1: too valuable. And that was the reason. Like, you know, because my complaint was look, I have all these kids, I've worked all this time. Can I just, this last one, just be a stay at home mom and not? give out to the world and the answer was no because the gifts he's given me and blessed me with and the light he's blessed me with doesn't just belong to me it isn't for me the gifts we're given as individuals are not gifts given for ourselves they're given for the world and it is our responsibility uh, to share them in my opinion with the world
0: it's an interesting place right now I think is probably the best moment of opportunity in the world for people to discover how to how to share their gifts with the world because we are no longer geographically limited. Mm -mm. You know, we have access to the world through our computers and through our phones. And the world has
1: access to our wisdom if we are willing to share it. That's absolutely true. And it doesn't matter whether it's um, sales knowledge or big corporate knowledge or whatever it is. And a great example, I'll take two seconds to share is I found I was I was homeschooling Kara um, and until and my business launched so big, I couldn't. Uh, she's at a Montessori school now. But when I was part of that co-op, I was teaching one of the classes. And one of the things we wanted to do was have the kids make a scarf. So I found on YouTube or Pinterest or somewhere. Someone had posted how you take, um, uh, not it was not felt, it's flannel or not mm-hmm. flannel, it's uh, fleece. You mm-hmm. take fleece and you're able to cut it in these certain shapes and you're able to weave it together. So there wasn't any sewing involved and, and made these beautiful rainbow um, scarves, right? Well, we taught the children to make these and then they also made an additional one. So they made one for themselves and they wanted one to put in a box and send out to a child somewhere else in the world who needed it. And so the gift and the light that the shine came from this person who decided to put this Pinterest or YouTube video up or wherever, she'll never know that she has touched the lives of not just the children who were in our co-op class, but these children that we were able to send these little gifts to in a box all over the world. And all because she took the time to take her light and gift and record it in a way that social media can be such a blessing. It doesn't have to be this cyber bully space, this evil place of stealing information and following us and all these things. It can be this beautiful collaboration of knowledge that gets to be this blessing that's spread across the world. And um, that's one of my favorite uh, stories of how it doesn't matter what kind of light you have or gift you have, When you share it, you touch people that you won't know until later. You'll get to meet them later.
0: (laughs) This is true. When they talk about the ripple, Mm -hmm. a gift given sets off a ripple. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what the gift is, but sharing something And you're right. We're in a world of so much restriction and negativity Mm -hmm. that people are starting to hesitate to share, which is the one thing that keeps the world glued together Mm -hmm. is when we share. So I love that story that you can share your gift. You don't have to build a business around it. Mm -mm. Share your light. I am working diligently to help people understand this very idea that if you have the ability to do anything that brightens the world, Mm -hmm. we need you to brighten our lives now, whether it is by how you make a scarf without needing to sew anything, or how you bake the best cookies in the world, Mm -hmm. or how you read a story that can put a three-year-old to sleep, Great skill. Or how to read a story that will keep an audience awake. Mm -hmm. It whatever your skill set is, put on your Zoom camera, record yourself doing it, share it with the world. The venues into the world are free. You you can use a free Zoom account and record for hours. I don't recommend that. I would keep it in shorter (laughs) pieces, but that's just my my professional speaker take on the world but share it mm-hmm. share what you're good at I think that is such a lovely lovely message you have found multiple ways to share what you're good at from starting out teaching LinkedIn mm-hmm. what was the next thing you added I'm just curious as I'll get out
1: Yeah, so I started with LinkedIn classes, but really that always led me into what they needed for sales systems and processes, which really was my expertise. Like LinkedIn was just kind of the opening conversation that people were most curious about and most ready to act on and excited about. But then when we would deep in dive uh, find uh, to be the case is that they didn't have actual systems and processes for uh, their entire team of how they were approaching or how they were onboarding a salesperson and how they were tracking and maintaining at their different locations. And so I ended up with a lot of clients like that that needed that support. Uh, So I did a lot of sales consulting. um, And then I continued to add to my certifications and talent and knowledge. And the uh, VA uh, agency only was added a year ago. And that came because in the week of July of last year, well, the year before that, (laughs) I guess now we're in uh, 2022. 2020, we're in July of 2020. Yeah, I got in one week, I got the same question 10 different ways from 10 different people. And it was basically, oh, my gosh, Jessica, you're everywhere and doing everything. How do you do it all? It was the how do you do it all question. And or they were feeling overwhelmed and I just don't know how to get it all done. How do I do it, Jessica? And that question kept coming back to me from clients, from referral partners, from everyday conversation all in one week. And so I did some meditation on it and some prayer. My first knee-jerk reaction was, hey, I'll go build a course and teach you how to do it because I had 12 people that were doing all my stuff for me based on project, based on need. I had figured it all out. I was doing it because I didn't want to do it. My my motivation was pure laziness. Like I found and figured out how to do all of that by trial and error and research because I didn't want to do any of it. I wanted to play Yahtzee with my kid, work on the boardwalk, and I didn't want to do any of the sales follow-up. Um, so I knew how to do it. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> okay, now we're going to slow down here. You
0: didn't want to do any of the sales follow-up. So we're talking from you know, networking. Somebody else took it over.
1: Yeah, so I show up on a Zoom networking. For example, one of the first things that started was I would show up on a Zoom networking um, event. And I was doing lots of those because I was speaking also at lots of those. And you get the chat at the end of 30, 50, sometimes it was, you know, 150 to 200 people for these places I was speaking. And then it needs to be put into an Excel sheet from the chat to an Excel sheet, then imported to your CRM. Then you need to reach out to connect with them on LinkedIn. Then you need to send them an email and invite them to a one-on-one or getting-to-know-you call or a group getting-to-know-you or some free something so they can learn to get into your space a little more so we can see if we can be each other's referral partner or clients. Well, that's a lot of steps. I didn't want to do any of those. I want to play Yachty yeah, with my yeah. kid. The lawn. Lawn. <laughs> okay, so you so you're going to slow down
0: and you're going to list those steps again. Because I want everybody to hear what these steps are. Most of us missed this course in entrepreneurialism.
1: Yeah. So if you're going to some sort of virtual networking event and say there's 15 to 30 people on there, that's pretty average. And and they all put their contact
0: information Information in in the the chat. chat.
1: And so you save
0: the chat. That's right. I know how to do that much. I know how to save the chat. It's on my computer. And
1: then that's usually where it stays. So that next step was to put it into an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, so my team then will take that chat information because it's in a horrible text document and put it into an Excel sheet. And then we import it into our CRM system because we map the fields to match from the spreadsheet to the CRM system. So your contact record management system. So however you're tracking your clients, Now, this is not to say you upload them to your email autoresponder because that's called spam. Okay, Mm -hmm. you can reach out individually and email everyone and connect with them on LinkedIn because that's called business communication and trying to establish a getting to know you call and professionalism. But if you add them to your email newsletter and autoresponder news list, that's spam. And you need their permission to do that first. So you need them to opt into that. But you don't need them to opt in to just follow up and say, hey, we were both at this great networking event. I would love for us to get to know each other more and see how we can help each other. Here's my calendar link. You don't have to get their permission to do that.
0: And. If you have any doubts about your CRM and who's helping you and you've ever been tempted to email all in your CRM, don't do it. Use the spreadsheet. Don't put them in your CRM. Mm -hmm. You know, when they get an appointment with you, they can end up in your CRM Mm because that's different because that's permission based because they Mm -hmm. know you You know they want the reminder
1: of the appointment. We all want it. Uh, yeah, and you also can send them your free gifts. So whatever it is you have to add them to, you can create free gift landing pages for active campaign, MailChimp, whatever converter, whatever you're using for your autoresponder. And then when they opt into that, then they'll be added to your newsletter, your events list or whatever, because they've chosen to do that based on mm-hmm. it's a trade. You get a gift, I get you on my newsletter. Everybody knows the deal. We all know the deal. It's a... It's a handshake in the deal trade. There's that scary piece in
0: between, I've got the chat, now what do I do with it? Oh, now it's in a spreadsheet. Now I have to pick up the phone or connect with them on LinkedIn or something
1: to start this. All company. three. So a rope is strongest when it has three strands. There should be an invitation to connect on LinkedIn an email that goes to them and eventually a phone call that goes to them. And the phone call can be, um, I have a great tool and I have a link for it for a ringless voicemail drop that is your voice. It sounds very personal. It says, hey, I was at this event with you last week. I sent you an email and an invitation to connect on LinkedIn. I would love for us to set up a meeting. My calendar link's in the email. Hope to hear from you soon. This is Jackie Simmons. Thanks so much. Bye. And it leaves and a voicemail without ringing their phone. Spam compliant. It never rings their phone and it drops a, that, that pre recorded message of your own voice into their voicemail and allows you to give a personal touch without ha- spending 500 hours making 500 phone calls. So it's not that I don't believe in handwritten notes and real live calls that you dial into and one on one appointments, but I also believe that we have to leverage our time. Um, So that's a a nice blend, in my opinion.
0: That is a beautiful series. Thank you very much for slowing down and (laughs) packing that enough because my understanding now is so different than it was when I started. Now, I'm not looking to talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to talk to people who are both interested in who I am and what I do and not just so that I can become their client. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking for people who are qualified to work with me. Mm-hmm. You know, but on both sides. Because I'm I've been a startup, I've ran the Woman Entrepreneur Network for many, many years, and I'm not a startup anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guidance I would love to give to the people who are starting up. And that's part of the world, according to Jackie. I think it is incumbent upon us to grow into reaching back and pulling up and sharing. It's time to harvest your knowledge and share it with other people. And I'll bet most of the people listening to this, it's your time to be harvesting your knowledge and sharing it. And it's an abundant harvest, so don't be afraid to share it freely. Mm -hmm. That's my takeaway from this. Don't be afraid to share your harvest freely and allow the people who really are the right people for you to work with to hear your authentic voice and find you.
1: And I would add to that because in the beginning, when I first started the business, I had a hard time discerning how much is too much to share and give for free. And the answer is there isn't ever too much to share and give for free, because uh, the more you give out there as far as training and resources and information, you could give your whole secret sauce formula. And I mean, if let's just pretend let's pretend first of all, it's healthy and let's pretend second of all, every one of those uh, foods we're addicted to in the fast food lines gave every single one of their secret recipes down to the directions of how to do it. How many people are going to say, that's it, I'm, I'm going to be their competition, or I'm going to start making that for my family at home every day. And then how many people are still going to go drive through the drive through? And, and get it. Now, I want you to eat healthy food, just for the record. And none of that. Yeah, is really but, that but that was a really but good example, example is the fact that you give all you could matter of fact, the more you give, the better, because the more they set the light goes on. of, I need help with this. I don't want to do all of that. You know, so give away your secret recipes, because most 97% of the planet doesn't want to bake your pie, you know, seriously. They yeah. want to just come and get it from you, pre-done, pre-packaged, already set up, and out the and out the gate. And they need your help, you know. So, um, don't worry about giving away too much information. Um, I almost intentionally give information overload. Um, not in a mean way, because one, I just have this desire in my heart to tell you everything I know right now. Yeah, you, um, well, you talk really fast sometimes, and I have to slow you down because, because I, I want that. to tell you everything I know right now. <laughs> but the, the thing I've learned is interesting enough my giving heart and that reciprocity has served me because people are like, wow, it's so much. Can you help me? Can your team do it for me? Because I just, that was a lot. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and so, in your space, there is a lot. So There is
1: a lot. And
0: you can also keep it simple because I built my business without a computer, without a website. I still don't have a beautiful website up. It, it's, my yeah. website
1: is not stellar. Uh, it's not. It's a it's a really it's a, a placeholder. Um, it's a professional placeholder for me right now. Now there are websites that are high level money generators, and they're a good website. So not knocking the website world, but I believe with you, websites don't. You you can the have the idea is
0: that you can start simply. Was yeah. my point? It wasn't about websites agree, or not right. websites. It's about the fact that we can start simply. Yeah, I, look, I agree, I agree. I absolutely you have right agree now. with you about giving away because I'm doing weekly masterclasses for free on the client results guaranteed, you know, how to guarantee your clients, even if your industry says you can't use that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm giving that away now because this is where the need is so great in the industry among healers and coaches to be able to stand and actually talk credibly and with certainty about what they do. And we've lost the ability to do that because we've bought into the complexity of what businesses appear to be. And I've invested time, talent, and treasure on things that never produced a return on investment for me. Mm-hmm. So that is why it is so wonderful to talk with you because you actually give people things they can use. And then if they want to grow and scale and add team and be able to leverage and do all of that, you've got all of that help too. Mm -hmm. But you don't insist that people start complex. And that was one of your greatest gifts into my world. And when does someone know that they're ready for help, that they're ready for a VA? If you could give us the two questions that somebody could answer that they would say, oh, I'm ready for a VA. And it can't just be overwhelmed because social media overwhelms me every time I go near it.
1: So my favorite client story is a customer that was about three months into their business. They only had two or three paying customers and they still had a long list of things to do for follow-up and business and creation and content and posting and emails and all these things. And they just did not have any desire to do them. And they didn't want to be a burden because it was a new business. They didn't want to be in the red and they didn't know where to start with this. They'd never done it before, but they decided to look around the house and put a few things they weren't using up on Facebook marketplace and decided after selling that stuff, they were able to make a couple hundred dollars. And they said, okay, this couple hundred dollars is for my test for a virtual assistant. And then they were able to take that little pot of money and make sure that one third were follow-up actions that made money, one third were admin and one third was social media. So they were getting a high level of return on investment from the money they were putting into the VA so that they could put more money into the VA. And that story of that favorite customer is me. That is how I started four years ago. I was only a few months in. I immediately knew I didn't wanna do the work. I sold some of my daughter's clothes and toys that she wasn't using anymore. They were really in good shape on Facebook. And I said, okay, this is my nest egg. And that is how I scaled. And now I have almost 50 virtual assistants from all around the world and clients we serve in countries all over the world and scaled it just with that process. So anyone, when they start their business is ready. You had something in your house, you are not using <laughs> So if you're looking to, you're ready
0: because a VA will make it possible for you to focus on what you're good at
1: and funding it can be as simple as clearing out some clutter. That's exactly right. And and not to use my agency at that level, but to use the $127 video training guide that will walk you through every step of the process, including how to interview, how to write the job post, where to find the people, how to, you know, to onboard that new person, what tasks should they be doing, everything. So it's very inexpensive and truly, including my training and including hours and hours of work for a VA to start with you, a few hundred dollars. You need um yeah to thank have you them.
0: that's a doable first step so mm-hmm. we'll make sure a link to that is in the chat um show notes whatever the world is <laughs> yeah i forgot which venue i'm on so we'll make sure that people have that information yes. yeah jessica thank you um i'll get used to calling you jesse now that we're more <laughs>
1: that's yeah.
0: right Uh, So thank you so much for being willing to come on The World According to Jackie and walk us into the world according to Jessica and be that light that says, share your light. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for turning on and turning up your positivity. We know that positivity is easier to maintain in a community. So we have one. Join our community on facebook your brain on positive if you've had an aha from the show please head over to the community and share it we love to celebrate wins